Jim Stroud fights to save America from the woke agenda by exposing the left and inspiring right turns with facts and informed opinions. Prepare yourself for intriguing interviews, political snark, and social commentary from a patriotic and conservative perspective. And it all starts in three, two, one. The Things I Think About podcast begins now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Things I Think About podcast. I'm your host, Jim Stroud. Love me, hate me. I'm just glad that you're there. (laughs) So thank you for listening, whatever your reason. Uh, with me, as always, is a very special guest. Special guest, tell us, who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Karen Schoen, and I, too, host a radio show called The Prism of America's Education, and that can be found on the America Out Loud Network. I'm part of an organization called the Citizens Alliance in Florida, the Florida Citizens Alliance. And as a former teacher and business owner and senior, I decided that as a teacher, my best job was being a teacher. And therefore, I have been going around the country, speaking to a number of groups, talking about a lot of my experience of the influx of the communist ideology as it has filtered through America. And I write for News with Views. So I guess I'm a journalist. I'm also a citizen lobbyist. I annoy my legislators continually. And uh, And I think that's about it. (laughs) If there are no, if you're you're doing it In my retirement. (laughs) (laughs) If they know you by name, you're doing it right. That's Uh, right. Wow. I appreciate appreciate you being here. Uh, Just prior to our recording, we were talking about something that had me gobsmacked. I, I was like... My, my mouth like hit the floor. So let me, let me quote to you a news article, uh, which alludes to what we were talking about for the benefit of our listeners. Okay, so this article that I'm going to quote is from um, cleveland.com. So there you go. All right, so, and this is talking about something that's going on in Hudson, Ohio. So here's the quote. Hudson Mayor Craig Schubert and Hudson High School parents are calling for the resignation of school board members and teachers after students in the school's liberal arts to writing class received a book of inappropriate writing prompts. Here's a quote. It has come to my attention that your educators are distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening and she's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. Either choose to resign from this board of education or you will be charged. Hudson Mayor Craig Schubert said during the school board meeting on Monday. God bless Uh, him. Uh, Yes. God bless him indeed. Now, this is further on in this article, which I will link to in the podcast description for those who want want to read it further. These are the book he's talking about is his book called 642 Things to Write About. Seemingly a pretty innocent title. Um, It's a book of writing prompts. And in this article, they list some of the more controversial writing prompts. Again, this is for grade school uh, and high school, high school teenagers, uh, high school students. Okay, so this is some of the writing prompts. Um, Describe your favorite part of a man's body using only verbs. 
uh, write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom. Now rewrite the sex scene from above into one that you let your mom read. Uh, write a sermon for a beloved preacher who has been caught in a sex scandal. Uh, 10 euphemisms for sex. And let's see, here's, oh, here's one. Uh, a room full of people who want to sleep together. And one more, uh, write about the first time you had sex. I'm picking up a pattern. Now, <laughs> when, when I saw that article, uh, my mouth like literally hit the floor. I was like, what the what, what? And I'm like, am I so out of the loop now? My, my child will always be my child, uh, is 22 years old. So I guess I'm out of the loop of, of that kind of thing. But I started doing a search um, on DuckDuckGo, my favorite search engine, Boo Boo Google. And I came across a bunch of articles about parents being furious over pornography being taught in schools under the label of sex education. And there are other articles I could, I could cite, but essentially they're saying that the left wants porn in the classroom and they'll understand why parents are mad. <laughs> when I mentioned this to you, you were like, yeah, and? <laughs> like, where have I been? <laughs> so tell me, what's going on? Because obviously I've missed a lot. Well, sadly, you are correct. And this does not just work in high school. This is down as low as kindergarten. What? Yes. In kindergarten, they are teaching our kindergartners that masturbation is okay. And if you want to do it in class, that's okay, too. Just go wash your hands when you're done. This is not unbelievable if you understand who the enemy really is. We have pornography, sex education under, I will put that in quotations, because when I taught sex education, we focused on hygiene and biology. Now, today, they focus on how to have sex, how to do sex, all the positions you can have with sex. And there's a book called It's Perfectly Normal that illustrates multiple positions of sex. In 2010, I believe it was, Arne Duncan, the uh, quote, destroyer of Chicago's education system, became our secretary of education. And because our children can't read and write, 47% of Americans graduate and cannot read and write on grade level. So we are a citizenry of functionally illiterate people in this country. And in order to have the children read and write, he offered bonuses to those media centers. They, that was what was the library, uh, a bonus to the media centers for it, whoever gets the kids to read the most books. So they took out most of our classics and called them racist and replaced them with pornographic books, hoping that the kids would read. Well, a kindergartner can go in and open up the same book, can't they? And this has been going on for a long time. The people that are doing this are communists and they, communists do not believe in God and morality. They believe that they are God and that they owe everything to the government and that everything that is that they believe in at the moment is acceptable. It doesn't matter what it is, which is why our cities are burning and all of uh, 
the crime is coming in and the drugs, et cetera, et cetera. They don't see anything wrong with that. That's a person expressing themselves. So until we understand where this is coming from, it makes it hard to fight. And we refuse to name the enemy. They name the enemy very easily. Deplorables, we're the enemy. We should be naming the enemy and calling them who and what they are and doing exactly the same thing back to them that they are doing to us. Um, if you've ever handled a bully, you don't sit down and cover your head. You go back at them because for the most part, most often there's nothing behind them. There's nothing there. And once they get past that initial whatever it is, they have no substance. And that's the same thing that's going on now. These people are bullies and they are bullying us into subserviency because that's what they think of us. We are there to serve them, period. You know, as you say that, I'm thinking of different images I've seen online recently. I'm thinking of a dinner party that Nancy Pelosi had recently where all the guests were unmasked, but all the servants were, were, were wearing masks. Ah. I'm thinking about uh, an event that happened uh, yesterday, I think it was literally yesterday, where Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went to a gala event, met gala, she had a, a, a dress on that said tax the rich at an event that was $30,000 a ticket. And she, yes. yeah, and she along with other guests out there were uh, posing for the camera, primping and primping and posing and whatnot. And in the background, uh, you could see people who were serving them were all dressed in black and wearing masks. So it was like you clearly saw a divide of who were the favored and who were the unfavored or who were the servants, rather, and who were who were the elites. It was really, really a stark contrast. And I noticed this more and more as I paid close attention to this kind of stuff. Now, think about exactly what you said. And then mm. in our conversation before we started the show, you said to I said, should I use a camera? And you said, if you can, I'd like to see who I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. That's the purpose of the mask. The purpose of the mask has nothing to do with COVID. The purpose of the mask is so we will not talk to each other. They don't care if they talk to each other because they're saying the right things. They don't want us to talk to each other because we would be opposing what they were saying. And communists cannot have opposition. There is only one path. They are it. And either you are part of it or you are fodder and they don't care if you get stepped on, killed, drugged up. It doesn't make any difference to them because you're not part of the inner circle. Uh, I don't know how many people remember George Carlin, but he used to say, there's a club and you ain't in, in it. it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you saw the gala at the Met. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there. Were you? I didn't see you there. So <laughs> this is exactly what he's talking about. They make a distinction of us that we are nothing more than human capital. Where did that come from? All mm. of a sudden, People are now human capital and are measured in their productivity. That's a communist uh, ideology. People are only as good as what they can produce. And therefore, they are counted. Otherwise, they are useless eaters. 
which are the old people, which is why they are expendable. Get rid of them. Why are we paying social security for people that are useless eaters? All they are is sitting in the nursing home. Who cares about them? What a way to get rid of them. So this is their plan. And when you understand that and you can name the enemy, then the pieces fit together. Then you know what they're going to do because they always do the same thing. That's the, that's the only, quote, good thing I could say about communists. Their plans are always the same. They tell you in advance what they're going to do. And then we get surprised and say, oh, my goodness, they're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know who said it first, but I think the, the, the expression is when someone tells you who they are, believe it. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And it is uh, very, very sad to see the degradation of the American people because think about we were taught to be the silent majority. So we're taught not to speak. We were taught to be tolerant. We're taught not to speak. We are taught that although we have a First Amendment, it's only usable if you agree with those in power. Right. And then we were masked up. Really, we were masked up. Kind of reminds me of uh, being under Sharia law as a woman. Mm, being masked up. Mm. Right. Because when you put that mask on, and you hide who your identity is, and you're hiding yourself. Who are you? What wow. in the, taking away your individualism by making every look at the pictures of the people that are masked up? They all look the same. That's what they want. Sameness, individuality is a horrific, horrible thing. It's it's uh, making. Oh, Nancy said it. Oh, he's crazy. He's going to do ridiculous things. Oh my gosh, what a that's the way they look at us. We're crazy. We're going to do stupid things. We got to make them all the same, make them all. And then, of course, don't let them talk to each other. Wow. It, it makes a lot of sense when you, when, you, <laughs> when you put it that way. Also, something I noticed, too, is that they project what they're going to do on, on patriots and conservatives. Right. I remember... When Trump was running, they said, oh, he's going he's gonna to destroy the Middle East. He's going to start a war, the economy a tank. And it didn't happen. But as soon as they got into power, <laughs> those things actually happened or are happening now. That is, that's a technique that they follow from, I think it was Sigmund Freud who, who invented that one. And that was called psychological projection. Mm. So you project either what you're doing or what you intend to do on the opposition. And it's so horrible that everybody goes, oh, my goodness, this is horrible. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. So let's say it's the Republicans. Let's say it's dropping a bomb. Mm. Right. Oh, my goodness. They're going to drop a bomb. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. OK, so now you got the people all worked up and they go to their Democratic friends and they go, you got to stop them. We have to stop them from dropping the bomb. So then the Republicans, well, we're not going to drop a bomb. Well, then when the Democrats get in office and the bomb gets dropped, everybody goes, well, the Republicans did it first anyway. So it becomes a non-issue. And yeah. that diminishes the atrocities that they put in place because 
everybody's doing it. It doesn't, it's no big deal anymore. So let's bring, let's all marry our eight-year-old cousins because everybody's doing it. You know, let's go out and uh, shoot up whatever because everybody's doing it. And this is what you, this is what you have when you have the communists begin to take over. That's how they do it. And I, I thought uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis was terrific because all of the police and the chief walked off the job. God bless them, they should. But you know what's going to happen? I we think, have Antifa and BLM yep, will yep. become the new police. But do you remember when Obama said, I want to have a national police force that is just as strong as I, our I do remember military. That. Yeah, well, I do remember this that. is what they're putting in place by diminishing the police. All of a sudden, a federal agency is going to have to go and monitor the police and make sure they're not racist pigs. Yep. Yeah. And we got to defund the police because we can't and trust defund, them. That's right. And yeah. bring in other whatevers. So yeah. this is the that takeover. Oh, my God, it's horrible. It's the same thing. We have to have a crisis. We have mm -hmm. to blame our opposition. They never take blame for anything. And then the people will turn around and scream, help us, help us, because nobody will help them other than us. Or so they would think. But now God, it's it's wonderful to see all of the people that are speaking out for the children, because if we don't, we have no country. Yeah, it's wow. It is so wild. Um, something else that I see along the along the lines of, of what uh, you're saying is how uh, the division the, the they're sowing um, in, in the country. Um, I see it in this uh, tactic of the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. And quite recently, Biden gave the speech where he pretty much said that the enemy isn't from without, it's from within, it's your, your neighbor, it's your family members, your friend, it's the per person who's unvaccinated. And I've had this argument with a, with a couple of people uh, around this scenario, because I'll, I'll point out, and they never really have a good rebuttal for me, but I'll throw this out there for the benefit of anyone else who may have a similar argument. So Biden has his mandate. You must be vaccinated um, or uh, you don't work for the government. You can't, do, you can't do business with the government affecting 100 million people because the emergency is just that important. It's just that serious. On the other hand, southern border is wide open. We're bringing in Afghani refugees uh, to all over, all over the country. They're not being vaccinated. There have been news reports. Um, and, and other data that, that cite how uh, a huge percentage of the people illegally entering our country and, and the Afghans that we're bringing in are not vaccinated and they're flown all over the country. They're able to freely leave Air Force ba uh, bases where, th where they are. There's been reports of that. So how can you say on one hand, things are so dire that I must mandate that you have a vaccine? And on the other hand, you have a, a wide open border with people who have been proven, proven to have COVID uh, and you're not doing anything about it. How does that make sense to someone who is uh, leading a country? It's not supposed to make sense. That's not the purpose. <laughs> the purpose is to a depopulate the planet. Mm. So if you bring in people who have a variety of diseases and COVID is not the only disease they have, 
Mm. You can, oh, let's kill off 80,000 people and bring in some fentanyl. That's 80,000 mouths less to feed. Okay, so the goal is always, what is it? The goal is never the goal. The goal is always the revolution. So what's part of the revolution is depopulating the planet and getting rid of the opposition. Well, this is a nice way to do it without having to get your hands dirty. And they don't look at these people as anything other than potential Democrat voters. So they want to bring them in and bring them in. And if they go and destroy a couple of cities and uh, bring devastation and and live in tents and whatever, and the American people, and we can tax them more and we can do all of these things because the American people are deplorable and they don't deserve anything anyway. The great unwashed. (laughs) The great and unvaxxed. Now the vaccine, that that one is really scary because Mm. as a Jewish person, Mm. um, the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed reminds me of my relatives in Germany and Hungary having to wear stars so Mm. that their shops and they could be identified. And then a variety of measures that would prohibit them from mobility, close their shops, do all, you know, do all kinds of atrocities because they are Jews. Well, because you are unvaxxed. Mm-hmm. Same difference. There's no, it's the same game plan. That's why I said they're very transparent because all they do is the same thing over and over again. They just change the name. Well, as you said that, I was thinking about um, a, a podcast episode I did, I think a, a couple of years back about Yelp, because they had this um, added function to their system. I don't know if it's still in place now. I hope not. But if you felt like a, a business had discriminated against you or had treated or they were racist against you, you could cite it on Yelp and they would put a mark on their business listing that more or less said this company was accused of racist behavior. You know, and then um, after I talked about that, I speculated that what more would someone like Antifa or BLM or any other group? want to go and just start attacking businesses once they've been tagged racist. Uh, and there's no way to dispute it. There's, there's really no way to substantiate it. You just, you know, you, you didn't give me enough fries with my burger. You must be, you must be a racist. <laughs> and so uh, that puts your entire livelihood uh, at risk. It's really bizarre. And, and even then, I thought you, you can't really prove it. Um, and, and, there's, and there's no uh, evidence. But a lot of times people who leave a job who may be disgruntled, you know, they'll badmouth an employer uh, just simply because they didn't like them. They didn't give them enough hours. So I'm going to leave and I'm going to say something bad about you and yelp to hurt your business because I didn't get in my way when I worked there. The, the potential for abuse was astronomical, which is why I couldn't see why I couldn't understand why Yelp would allow that kind of system uh, on, on their platform. But they did for a time. Hopefully it's not that way anymore, but yeah. Well, I have sad news for you. It's worse. Mm. Oh, it's worse. <laughs> nothing, nothing is ever going to get better until we make it better. Mm. They have instituted a program, take exactly what you said. Mm. And they have told the corporations 
starting with the big corporations. Now, this is why they have gotten rid of the small businesses. And they went to the big corporations and they said, for investment purposes, whether it's a hedge fund that you're needing an investment from, mm. or the government, we now have a new monitoring program, and that's called ESG. And that is your environmental, social justice, and governance score. And we, the government, are going to rate you, the corporation, on this score. And based on your score is going to be your eligibility for government contracts, for government grants, for government subsidies, for investment investors to go and look up your score and see if you're a good woke corporations. It's exactly what they're doing now, which is why all of these corporations are now woke. Because if they don't become woke, then they lose all of their government, everything. And this is called fascism, which of course they say that we are the fascists. The government must have their hand in every single business and regulate it so that, now think about this, our legislators can turn around and have insider trading and make millions of dollars. And that's yeah. the way our government now functions because of this uh, favoritism in corporations. Let's get, you know, you're going to follow the ESG. We'll do you a favor. We'll close all those mom and pops and take away your competition over COVID if you're good boys and girls and you do the right thing and you squash the American people. Yay, let's do it. Rah, rah. You should have, you should have, um, I'm thinking the Godfather and certain mobsters would be ideal hires yes. for some of this. Nice. Yes. It's a good business you got here. It's a shame if something were to happen Happened. to it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. You are exactly right. And it's being run exactly the same way. Oh, only instead of saying, you know, we're the mob, we're saying, well, we're the government and let's produce a public private partnership. Mm. We will participate as the public. And you will get profit as the private and we'll pay you back for all those donations. And then you can turn around and donate millions of dollars to us when you go bankrupt. And nobody will prosecute anybody and nobody will be accountable to anything. And we, the people, one more time, will get screwed. No wonder uh, Washington and the elites hate an outsider coming in and shaking things up. It's exactly. like- you know, it's, 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 wow. Especially a Donald Trump, because he was a business person, an outsider that doesn't understand the way this really works. And I don't think he did in the beginning either. I don't think he realized how deep this was. I don't think he realized. <laughs> he had a crash course. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he realized that this is also something very important. This is mm. not Democrat or Republican. No, it isn't. This is a group of people called globalists who are in both parties. And you saw that with that passing of that infrastructure bill. Mm -hmm. You saw those Republicans jump the line because they're not Republicans. They're not Americans. These people are not Americans. They are globalists. They have 
houses all over the world. America falls down. So what? I'll go live in uh, uh, Calcutta, in New Zealand, (laughs) and wherever. I'll go to my island. I don't need, what do I need America for? They don't, once the, the world market opened up, they kind of said, oh, world market, 6 billion people. America, 330 million. Like world market better. The heck with America. And that's where we are today on the business side. And then we're teaching this in school to hate America so that when these kids get out of school, oh, that'll be no problem. And they won't be able to read and write because the new way of reading is it was something that was created in the 1930s and failed. It failed. It was a failure. Every time whole word reading was taught, it failed. And what are we teaching our kids? Whole word reading. Only we call it phonetic awareness, phonemic, excuse me, phonemic awareness. So it sounds like phonics. So those people that think that their kids are learning to read through phonics, which is the proven best method for reading, my teacher part is coming out. (laughs) Um, Instead, they are learning whole word reading. And whole word reading means kind of like the Chinese where you have to memorize all these characters. Yeah, I was about to say that. You memorize the positions of the Mm -hmm. letters in the words, and then you have to memorize all these gazillions of words. So I said, okay, so if I never teach the child the word freedom, what will they think the word freedom, what is it? Where does it come from? Mm. If I never teach them constitution and they can't see it in their pattern of letters, then will they know what a constitution is? No, they won't. And they won't have the experience or the ability to back it up. The English language is phenomenal. It's 26 letters. And really all you have to do is have the child memorize the sounds of those letters and then teach them, put the sounds together. And all of a sudden they're reading, simple, easy, other than memorizing thousands of words. So no wonder why our kids can't read. Wow. Um, I I did not. Wow. You you blew my mind with that one too. Oh, I I just remembered on on my website, on Mm. our website, uh, Florida Citizens Alliance, you can get there by goflca.com. We have just completed another analysis of pornography in our media centers in our schools, and we found over 60 books. So add that to the 60 we found in 2015. We now have about 100 books that are pornographic in our libraries and are being used by our students. Oh, my God. Wow. uh, And anybody can go. It's a tab. Anybody can go and pull that down. Please do it. And what I tell everyone is, yes, it says Florida Citizens Alliance, start an alliance in your state and copy ours. We don't care. Add to it. Help us. That's what this is all about. Uh, Getting together and seeing some of the things that Florida did was great. So maybe Michigan would like to do it. If we don't work together, that's what they want. 
They want, as you said, they want that racist division and they will do it whether it's state against state or whether it's person against person. It's not going to make any difference as long as we don't talk to each other. I think we're going to drop the mic right there. <laughs> so much to process. This is one of those podcasts I want to listen to again, just to make sure I heard everything just right. Um, if someone uh, wanted to reach out to you and um, consume some of your content, where could they find you online? Uh, they can go to karenshone.com. And that's where my podcasts and my writing and my articles are all basically there. And uh, my Email is K for Karen, B for Barbara, shown my last name, S-C-H-O-E-N, at bellsouth, one word, bell like ding dong, bellsouth.net. Well, cool. And make it easier. I'll uh, add links to your stuff in the podcast description. So anyone who's listening who didn't have a pen handy, just look at the podcast description and you'll see links to her stuff there. Wow. Thank you so much, so much, so very much for being a guest on my show. You are appreciated. Thank you. And it has been a pleasure. And please, folks, don't stop talking. That's the whole thing. We have to talk to each other. Even if we disagree, it doesn't matter. When we stop conversation, we lose our country. Thank you. Thank you. You just heard the Things I Think About podcast. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, Jim Stroud wants to hear from you. Contact him at jimstroud at jimstroud.com. And while you're at it, share this podcast and spread the word that it's up to us to save America.